Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And welcome back to another episode of the Cage Vision Podcast, where we have a lot of fun and we bring some facts. And we're rolling with realistic timelines. Is that what we're talking about today? Yeah, although I'm not really sure how you can ever make a timeline truly realistic. Well, here's what I do. And I advise people, and but I'm not the best at actually taking my own advice. But what I tell people is particularly if we're going to go do something with guys, we're going fishing, we're going to the coast or whatever, and we're coming back and they're like, yeah, I'll be home by six. I'm like, no, no. You always give yourself a cushion because you've been gone all weekend and your wife knows that you've been drinking beer and cutting up. And so if you are going to be home by six, tell her eight. So She'll be upset. And then when you show up at six, you've exceeded expectations. You've exceeded expectations. Now, that's the advice I give. How does that work at your house? Well, because on a regular day, uh, regular basis, Janet's like, hey, so you, regular time? You know, kind of a, I get a, a text. Regular time? Yeah. And then I start, I'm, I try to squeeze in too much and I underestimate. And I have a short commute, like eight minutes. I mean, it's, bad, <laughs> it's, it's hard to get this thing wrong. But <laughs> inevitably, I something happens, right? I, I'm out of gas. So, something happens, and I show up, and you know, and I'm trying to squeeze in last minute. It's just because I always count on best case scenario. Don't we all? Yes. When in reality, we need to count on some ish. You know, like. Ish. Ish time. Ish. You know what? Even with like, uh, you know, I still think, oh, Atlanta's is two hours away. Atlanta, what? I just, in my head, I'm like, it's two hours away. Knowing the traffic. Funny story. My brother-in-law, after, so LSU beat, had to beat Georgia twice. Once during regular season, once during uh, the SEC championship to go play for the 07 national championship, I think it was. So the next year, my brother-in-law was like, hey, um, how far is Athens from Birmingham? I was like, oh, just on the other side of Atlanta. It's probably like two hours and 45 minutes. Not so much. Not so Anybody much. Anybody that goes to University of Georgia is dying Cracking up right, right now. Because they're like, that guy's a fool. So anyway, we go, we set out. It's four hours easy. You count game traffic and whatever. Well, apparently Georgia held a grudge. <laughs> they stomped us, and it was like a day game. And I feel like they added an extra section so that in, in the nosebleed so that we could get closer to the sun. I almost died. I almost died that day <laughs> by being overheated. But then we get after being like just stomped to the ground, we had to drive back four and a half hours. Wow. Yeah, and we yeah. got lost. 
Wow. Yeah, Talk yeah. about an so unrealistic that timeline. Would be, that would be. Is there a trend here with me? No, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There is for yeah. unrealistic timelines. But we're going to talk about setting realistic timelines. As it relates to actually business. Because yeah. this, this is a business podcast, It is a business. Right? And your squirrel you, moment you is know finished so now. Far. Okay. You're done. Ahead. All right. You need to well, stop now. Let's say for now. You're, we're done. You're done. For now. For now. Okay. True. Yes. So one of the things in doing research for this podcast is that executives say that they lose 40% of their strategy's potential value due to a breakdown in execution, and they ascribe that breakdown mainly to be time management, the Uh. inability to forecast how much time it will take to execute and implement a project. So it is not managing your time effectively. It's not being able to predict realistically which is what we're talking about, what we're talking how much about. time it's going to take. Because we always count on, we don't anticipate hiccups. We don't anticipate curveballs. Curve we heard that last week, right? And we just count on best, best case scenario, and so there we go. Yes, that makes total sense. I'm I surprised so the number's too. not bigger. I, I agree. I mean, maybe it is bigger, and, and they just didn't. They don't want to lose their they jobs. Don't, exactly. Yeah. But 40%, that was unbelievable. Yeah. But I also, so I always love it when I find a company that really sort of exemplifies what we're trying to say in example. And today, Dell Computers, which is a huge company, which you would think would be unable to execute anything within a realistic time you frame, would think. you would think, actually does it exceptionally well because they use this high-speed management theory Yes, where, you're going to love this. I do already. They focus on one main objective at a time, hmm. and they communicate what that objective is throughout all of their departments. That sounds <gasps> awfully familiar. Dell is not a client. But maybe they should be. But maybe well they already they've already figured it out. They've oh, already that they, they're they, doing it through all right, right? yes, right. maybe so. But, but that makes yeah, our approach that we're like, this can be done this way. It is one thing. It literally is one thing over twelve months. Now when you break that one thing down, it's a lot more it's than that. A lot. The problem is having five main things and then breaking five main things down into all the things that need to get done, too much. Too many things at flight in flight at once, not going to work. You're going to overwhelm your team, and they're not going to be able to think critically through the timelines, and they're going to give you unrealistic timelines, and it's not going to work. Yeah. So um, a specific example at Dell yes. was, so one of their objectives was delivery, right? That's it. How do we improve? Del- that's their. That was their main objective. For the year, 12 months. For, that's what they were doing. I'm not quite sure if it was 12 months. It may have been six. It may have been nine. I don't know. But for the time period given, their one main objective was delivery. And that was the objective across the entire company. And a couple of things that came out of that at the time was, one, all vendors and suppliers have to be located within like 15 minutes mm. of a Dell plant. Wait. They have to move their plant or we're finding new vendors and suppliers? Yeah. All vendors and suppliers for Dell computers have to be located or have a warehouse, yep. right, or supplies I'm thinking within that, 15 minutes. All right. So here's what I'm thinking. Reality, yes, I have trusted suppliers and and they have so much leverage. They say, hey, you're going to f- have to find a spot within 15 minutes versus finding whoever's local. That wouldn't fit, right? I, yeah, I think so. I yeah. don't. Yeah. All right. 
Just clarifying. Yeah, I think. And then the second thing that came out of it was Sony, who does their monitors for Dell, instead of having Sony deliver the monitors to Dell and then Dell packaging it up with the rest of the computers and shipping it, Sony delivers the monitors directly to a customer's house. But Dell coordinates with Sony so that the computer arrives at the same time that the monitor. So not only does that save time and help the delivery process, but it also saves money. Of course. All it took is a little focus. A little focus on one objective and see what you can accomplish. Yeah, that's great. I like that. I like that a lot. So we have some takeaways from the high-speed management theory. Before we go into those takeaways, yes, I want to say to our listeners... Oh my gosh, your whistle. Are you going to tell your whistle story? story Because I've had this tooth issue thing. Please don't go into that. I'm not going into details of it. But this tooth, while it's in the process of getting fixed, (laughs) it causes a little whistle. And I don't have a lisp that I know of necessarily, but I'm hearing lisp in my head. Which is so funny, guys, because he really will say something, and then he kind of looks funny, like, did I really I'd see it say on that? I see it on George's face. He's like, why is that guy talking weird? <laughs> and I see it, and now, and I hear it, and I said it. And when, as soon as I started, <laughs> as soon as I said it, they all started laughing, and George was like, I thought you were really whistling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. It's a two thing. It's so bear with the whistle. Oh I, my I it gosh, did you no, just I, do I, that? I, that? That was not with my tooth. But bear with me, because we're plowing through on this podcast. Yes, we are. With or without a whistling tooth. With or without. <laughs> and actually, maybe that's the new entertainment, right? Is that it's you can good. learn how to whistle a song or something with but your tooth? But when you hear the whistle inside your head and you're not sure if everyone else hears it, <laughs> that's why I was like, I just got to go ahead and get it out there and acknowledge Right? Yeah. I don't really, I can't really tell. You are lisping a little bit, but. It's it's me trying to like uh, plug the hole or something. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Anyhow. Moving that's on. Side, it's a squirrel moment, but a funny one. That's, that's, that's just, it is what it is. We're not going to stop. No, right? we're not going to stop. And All maybe right. we should. Okay. So for those of you listening, We'll play some sort of game, and every time you hear Carrie lisp, shoot us an email with the words that or, he lisped on. Or count the number of... We'll have let's, a prize. Let's, call, let's say count the number of whistles. We'll have a prize. Yeah. What could our prize be? Um, well, we should probably go with a headband. Uh, you always want to do a headband. Well, if we could get a group photo with everybody wearing their headbands, how awesome would that be? Okay. We'll the, work the on the question is... What's the headband going to say? Hashtag whistling tooth? Well, yeah. For a while, it was going to say hashtag sluttle. Then it was going to say hashtag cage vision. And then we were going to say, it's had a lot of lives. Maybe uh, we should get a variety of headbands. Yeah. And yeah. then everyone can pick one to wear. I like it a lot. We're bringing back Richard Simmons' headband. Oh, my gosh. Uh, business and, and um, yeah. Okay. And except, except... I think we need to, it's it's sort of like, we're just going to push the boundaries of business casual. I think we are. I think are. you can wear them to the office. Headbands? <laughs> yes. I'm opposed. Yeah, no, it's good. Like you tuck your beats in and everything, you're wireless and you don't need wireless and you just kind of, you just stick them up and it holds them. So when you, when you need something, okay. you just drop You know, you talk <laughs> about me going on, telling a story in the, this podcast, you have just whoo, gone right. down right. a rabbit. Right. So enough, we forget a squirrel. of me having fun. Go ahead. All right. 
So let's get to our takeaways. Oh, we actually have takeaways? Yes, we okay. do. We actually have five takeaways. Wow. I know. It's a lot for us. Normally, we only we stop at like three. But, but we have five. Is, yeah, it's important. important. Realistic yeah. timelines. It's important. Okay. So. Go ahead. You need to be clear about where you're going. Just like Dell has one objective for the whole company, be clear about where you're going as a company. And be clear about how long it's going to take you to get there. Hence the Georgia story. Hence the Georgia story. Yeah. I, kn- I knew where we were going. I just didn't. I just didn't know. Really, I didn't look at the mileage in, per se. Somehow that does not surprise me. I just me. wanted them to come visit. I thought it'd be a fun trip. So if I told him two and a half, he's like, man, that's not far. Let's go. <laughs> I'm in if you're in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. He still tells that story. I can imagine. Yeah. Anyway. As do you. Yeah. So, two, be clear who's driving. He was driving. He was? Yes. Maybe it wouldn't have taken so long if you'd been driving. It would definitively not <laughs> taken as long. Uh, but I would have hit road rage somewhere along the way. Because, yeah. But yes, but we're talking about when you're setting uh, clear timelines, one of the things is someone's got to be the point person. Someone has to be responsible for the timeline. Otherwise, that shared thing, that you know, the uh, the classic pointing arrow or yes. two fingers pointing at people. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that gets done a lot. That the gets blame. done a lot. Yeah. Lisa told me it would take. That's what my brother-in-law did. Carrie said... It was going to take this long. Yeah. And I couldn't, I had nothing to say. No, you had nothing. So number three, make the best determination, make the best decisions and determination of timeline based on the info that is around you. Not necessarily all the information, Mm, Yeah, but the most that you have at that moment in time. Yes. There's a certain way to handle things, right? Yes. And you have a story to go with that. I do. It's a good story. It's a classic story. The pickle jar theory? Yes. And I know that y'all so are listening going, pickle jar theory, what is that? Have you done that experiment? The pickle jar? Yeah. Have I actually done it? Yes. I think I did it in Sunday school with my senior high kids okay. several years ago. Okay. But the pickle jar theory, for those of you who have read, ever read Stephen Covey, he was a big fan of the pickle jar theory. And that is where you really take apart the project and you determine how how much time and what resources and such are necessary for the big, important rocks. And you put those in your pickle jar first. Well, now you're just spoiling the solution. What? That's what the pickle well, jar no, theory the, is. Isn't the experiment that you have all this material and they say, okay, how are you going to... I have to, to walk through the experiment well, like nobody's done this before? I think it'd be helpful for those before. that don't... No, well, they haven't, Lisa. Gosh. <sighs> don't be so impatient. All right. The pickle jar theory. Pickles are a theory. So it gives you big rocks, pebbles, and sand. And the first way that they do it is they put the sand in first, and then they put the pebbles in, and then they put the large rocks in. And not everything will fit. Hmm. Hmm. Leaves the kids scratching their heads. Yes, it does. And then you take everything back out of the jar, or you use a different jar, Mm -hmm. and then you put the big rocks in first, and then you put the pebbles in, and then you pour sand all around it, and amazingly, it, it all, all fits. fits. Yes. And so, when estimating your timeline, right? You estimate how long the big rocks, the largest tasks, are going to take. Yes. Then you estimate how long the pebbles are going to take, the smaller tasks. Yes. And then you estimate, well, the sand 
is for your curveballs, right? The sand is for those things that you don't really know are going to happen, but you need to include some time in there for extraneous little things that happen. I thought the sand was for the nuances, the small details. And a lot of people focus on the small details first, not the big rocks. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But right. in our example, sand is the the little things, yes. right? All right? We we're, don't we're, ever we estimate the, the little things. Tune, we're saying the I same got a thing. Whistling tooth. All except right. you number do. four. Then number four, make sure you have the ability to recalibrate based on new information. Yes, I know you love this one. I do. And here's the thing. I'm, I keep going back to driving stories just because. Oh you my know, gosh! I'm not talking about my brother-in-law anymore, but when. You know, my family's in Baton Rouge, and inevitably, I just forget to pull up Waze or Google, and and there's always this stretch of interstate outside of Baton Rouge around Pumpkin Center. Yes, there's an exit named Pumpkin Center. Is it a town or just an exit? It's just or an exit. Let's just call it or? an exit. I'm going okay. to hope right. that it's just an exit. I think okay. it's Pumpkin Center. Anyway, there's like yard sale crash. Almost every time we go. Like, I don't know. I think it's just such a boring stretch of highway. People fall asleep and just like. Everybody crashes. Yeah. And, and you got, you got, you know, luggage everywhere and, you know, toothbrushes and whatever. It's just like, what the heck? But I would get re, I would get recalibrated and alerted to that if I were just aware enough to put in the thing that's going to tell me, hey, watch out for this. Right. Great example. I don't think you're, you're not Moving looking on. at me like it was a great example. Moving on. Okay. And the last <laughs> takeaway <laughs> on creating realistic timelines is be aware of what you have. And I think sometimes we overestimate what we have in terms of, say, employees' capacity. Mm, yes. Um, how, you know, we've already said how long things take, but be aware of what you have with your resources, people and otherwise. Otherwise said. Be aware of the horsepower in, with your team, right? Yes. How much horsepower do you have? What are the skills? What are you going to need? The last thing you can do is take a team that has a skill set that, you know, given enough time, given enough uh, capacity, and they didn't have another job, yes, they could figure it out. Most companies do that. We've got smart, capable people. Yes, you do, but they also have a day job. And you also have a time frame that you want to hit. Hence the, the realistic timeline. So be careful not to put smart people in unrealistic timelines just because you think they'll be able to figure it out. Yes, they will, just not in the timeline. And they may, yes, and they may lose, as the executive said, 40% of the potential value of what you're trying to execute because of the timeline, the unrealistic timeline unrealistic you put timelines. in them. Yes, indeed. This is a good one, Lisa. Listen, if you want continued encouragement and confidence in your business, keep listening to the Cage Vision podcast. If you want it to happen faster, go to cagedvision.com. No, go to cypressresources.com, right? Well, they can go either place. Yeah, but we want them to go to cypressresources.com. They would click on addicts and there's like a do it for me. Or you can or email you just us. click get started. Get started. Go to yes. cypressresources.com and Thank click you. get started. It's so easy. Just type in cypressresources.com, get started. We'll get in touch. And actually, we don't even know if we can help you, but we'll have a conversation if we can. 
we'll get started. Thanks for listening. <laughs>